0: This is the one-minute how-to, item 117, how to understand the standard model. Hello, everyone. This is George, your host. On this show, we've got Professor Hitoshi Murayama, and he's going to explain to us how to understand the standard model. Professor Murayama, can you first say a little something about yourself?
1: Well, let's see. I grew up in Japan, and I actually spent four years in Germany when I was growing up, but went back to Japan afterwards and then and came to the United States because, you know, for science, the United States is a really exciting place to be. So that's why I'm here. And I have three children, and I like biking, and that's about it.
0: Okay, first, would you like to set things up for us? All right. The Standard Model or
1: particle physics is probably the best theory the physicists came up with to describe everything around us and everything in the universe. I would say it's one of the biggest achievements in 20th century science because it really describes everything we know about what things are made of, how they are put together, how they interact with each other, and all of
0: these things. Okay, if you're ready, then you've got 60 seconds.
1: It has four kinds of forces in it. One of them is gravity we're all familiar with, things fall, pulled by the Earth. We go around the sun because we're pulled by the sun and so on. And many other things are because of another kind of force called electromagnetism. We, uh, for example, see things. That's because light comes into our eyes, and that's electromagnetism. We push things. Things move. That's because you are made of atoms. The atoms actually pull and push other atoms, and that's also because of electromagnetism. So these things are pretty familiar things. It turns out there are two other kinds of forces in nature we don't normally talk about. One of them is called the strong force. That is actually binding the atomic nuclei together so that we can have chemistry. And yet another force called weak force is even less familiar because it's really weak. But without this force, the sun doesn't shine and we wouldn't, again, be able to live either. And as we speak, treating particles called neutrinos actually going through your body and you don't feel them because the only kind of force they do is the weak force. It is that weak that we don't feel these neutrinos going through your body every
0: second. Is there any disagreement with this model?
1: Even though this model is extremely successful, it also has serious deficiencies. As we studied the universe, it turned out the kind of particles and forces the standard model of particle physics can explain is only about 5% of the universe. The remaining 95% of the universe, we actually don't know what it's made of. And another big mystery about this animal is that it's still incomplete. It has a very strange behavior that all particles that belong to this animal are supposed not to have any mass and should be flying at the speed of light, and that's no way seen in nature either. So something must be slowing these particles down, and what that is, again, is a big mystery.
0: Okay, since the standard model is, I guess, what we would think of as the best theory, are there any competing theories right now that might help to explain the other 95, 96% of the universe that we're just not really sure of?
1: I wouldn't say they're competing theories, but they are rather theories that are trying to make the standard model more complete, to include those mysteries. And some of uh, of them are called supersymmetric theories, and that's an idea that sort of is the way of repeating the history. At the beginning of the 20th century, around 1932, people discovered that every particle has antimatter counterpart. So that way, we double the number of particles. The idea of supersymmetry is to actually do that again, for every particle and antiparticle is their superpartner particles. And that's the kind of thing actually predicted by the string theory that is believed to be the best candidate that can unify gravity on very big scales and quantum physics at very small scales.
0: Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: I would say that we are living at a very exciting stage in development science. In some sense, you know, scientists didn't have any guarantee that we would be able to understand this much, as much as we know today, about how things are made and, and how the universe works. We learned a lot. But at the same time, technology has come to the point that we expect to learn even more about all these mysteries. And that's really a a, a really opportune moment for our scientists to live in. So I am very happy about that.
0: Well, it's definitely uh, going to continue being interesting as these things continue to evolve. All right, sir, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. You're welcome.